Hello everyone, happy Friday. May God bless you all. Welcome to another verse of the day. My name is Maxine. Kindly like, subscribe and share this lovely platform. We are available on Amazon, Apple and Spotify podcast as well on, as well as on this website. Thank you for tuning in once again. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. We thank you for your presence in this platform. Give us the light that shines out of darkness through the words that you have given us as scripture today. The verse of today comes from the lovely book of 2 Kings chapter 5 verse 10 and I'll be reading it from the New King James Version. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Friday. We thank you that we've woken up once again in your love, in your presence, that you've given us the breath of life. We're able to live and function and spend time with our friends. There are many people who did not wake up to see the day. I ask you, Lord, to just grace us with your presence today as we learn this word today. Manifest what you have in us. Make us alive through these words. You are the God of details and we thank you that the details and the instructions you give us are for our own benefit. Lord God, we thank you for your everlasting love. We thank you for your kindness. We thank, we thank you that you're slow to anger and you show us mercy. We ask you to bless the work of our hands, bless our families, bless those around us. And I pray that as we share this word, as we share this devotional, we can share it to those who don't know you and they can have an opportunity to just know you and lead into the process of salvation. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, we worship you, Lamb of God. You are faithful and true. You have paid the price for our sins and so we thank you. You have brought us power. You've brought us honor. You've brought us mightiness, majesty, glory. And we thank you for the mighty blessings that have come with the power of the resurrection. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Once again, walk with us and guard us, protect us, guide us in this spiritual transformation as we align ourselves to our Lord and Savior. I ask all this trusting and believing in you and in the office that we serve under. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 10, New King James Version. And it reads, And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Hallelujah. Now this 2 Kings chapter 5 is an interesting scripture and I hope that you can take time this weekend just to read about Naaman's leprosy healed. Naaman was a great commander in the army of the king of Syria and he had won many wars because God was with him. God had granted him victory in Syria and despite his victory, despite his ambition and achievements, he was a leper. And so even in the verse, it says he was a mighty man of valor, but a leper. And you know, when the but comes in, it negates what's in front. It negates the statement that's a be, be, before the but, which is his mightiness, his valor that he had. He was a leper. And that's the reproach we tend to have in society. Maxine is great, but Simon is great, but Josiah is perfect, but the but negates what's before. And there are many things that people assign you to, that you are wonderful in certain areas of your life. You're a great person, but 
there's that one thing that brings reproach, that brings shame, that brings rejection upon your life. And that's what majority of people focus on. And so in his conquests, you know, he had captured a girl, a little young girl who ended up being a slave maid to his wife. And this young girl told his wife that if only Elisha, her master, who was in Samaria, would actually help Naaman be healed of his leprosy. And this just shows how God moves. You know, there are points in our lives where we experience seasonal changes and we experience a change where, you know, so I, I will be honest, you can be experiencing a, a, a repetitive, vicious cycle of delay, stagnation, or even moments where things are just not working out for you. You know, yes, you've got a job. Yes, you've got a house. But the happiness that you are longing to have is from something else. And there are moments where it's just been repetitive attack after attack or there's just something that you're missing and you're not getting that would actually remove you from that situation or take you to the next level of your life and it's not your fault it's also um what we would say the ways of the enemy to keep you down and you know in the midst of such sadness or such pains in your life it's very easy to lose hope it's very easy to lose your faith but if you keep on the faith and you say i know my redeemer lives despite what you're going through god steps in because god loves his love is not conditional his love is not based on because you did good things for me i'm going to reward you he loves you regardless He's given you an opportunity to enjoy salvation. And so with the price that has been paid for you, God loves you entirely. That's why he sent Jesus Christ to die for you. So it's not based on condition. Yes, we must obey. Yes, there are rules to follow. And there's some moments in just our weakness as humanity that we don't see and we don't know what to do and we don't know, know how to move on to the next level. And so God steps in. And this is how he did it for Naaman. He started with a simple slave maid. Is there someone in your life that you have considered inferior? You've considered that is not worthy or you're above that cannot help you. And that can just be your divine connection as your destiny helper. They will open that door so that you can walk through the destiny that God has for you. And so Naaman's wife, who is informed by the slave girl about Elisha, speaks to Naaman, who goes and then speaks to his king, the king of Syria, who then writes a letter to the king of Israel and sends him this letter that he needs Naaman to be healed of his leprosy because he's a mighty man of valor. And he also sends some goods to say thank you for receiving the letter and helping Naaman in advance. The king of Israel is pressured and he's like, am I God to heal this man? And Elisha hears the king of Israel and then he says, don't worry about Naaman, send him to me. And so Naaman is sent to Elisha and Elisha gives him strict instructions and tells him to go to the river Jordan and deep himself seven times. Look at the connections God has made just for Naaman to reach Elisha. It took a slave girl who talked to a wife, who talked to the man, who went and talked to a king, and the king went to another king who then had to talk to Elisha. 
And Elisha didn't even talk to Naaman directly. He sent his own messenger. And so when Naaman receives his instructions, he gets shocked and he's like, me, a person who has won battles, I am a highest ranking officer in the army of the Syrian king. And I'm being told to dip myself in the river Jordan. He mentions other rivers that have been cleaner and he walks out out of rage. But then God is moving because God wants to remove this but out of his life. And so God sends a younger, inferior, junior servant of Naaman who challenges him and says, if this man asked you to do a great thing, wouldn't you have done it? Why is it now that you're not doing something as simple as dipping yourself in a river? And at that moment, there's a change in attitude. There's a change in thought because Naaman was initially upset, but he toned himself down and he humbled himself. And in the process of his humility, he heard the instruction and decided to obey. And so the washing and dipping himself seven times in the river Jordan shows us how detailed God is in getting us out of our but situations. He is giving us clear instructions and God does that for people. He's not stingy with getting you out of captivity. He says, I am sent to free those who are captive. And so we must pay attention to when God speaks because he's a God of details. He tells you exactly what to do. God is not stingy. Yes, we know there are mysteries to the kingdom. Yes, he knows that there are things we need to learn in order to access certain things that are great blessings in the kingdom of God. But remember, he has given us the help of the Holy Spirit to do that. But in such circumstances, when he knows you're captive, he gives you exact instructions. And all we have to do is obey. All you have to do is listen and obey and do. Three things. They say faith is dead when we don't use it in works so we work by listening we work by obeying and then we work by doing it manifests our faith after all we are in a place of captivity the only way out is through God and so Naaman dips himself and he dips himself seven times not four not one not three but seven and when he comes up after the seventh dip he is like a baby free from his leprosy so god is saying to you right now that he is moving for you it may not look like it maybe you're going through the current channels of communication you need to be discerning who's god sending to you to help you Is it somebody that you normally disregard? Is it a a junior person? Are you being guided by the word? God is loving that he sends us word each day. He sends the Holy Spirit to us each day to show us the way to get out of the situation. And it's not because we're doing it ourselves. He's doing the work. And we might sometimes pray for our, our situations and we think that God's not listening because there's a silence. The silence is not God has ignored us. The silence is God is working to make sure that the path that he has set for us is cleared. So certain people need to be in certain places. Certain people need to be reached out to 
and talked to and say, there will come a point where this person will come on your way and you must help. You must give them that word. You must open that door. You must reach out to them and encourage them and motivate them. They're in a difficult place right now. They're in a difficult journey, but you'll be the burden bearer for them. They need your help with a certain form of input. You will be the man of influence to get them to the next level. They need some element of special assistance. You will be that gifted person to help them. Because as you're doing it for somebody else, God is also going to do it for you when your time of captivity comes. And then they will get to their final destination where God themselves will let, God will tell you, do exactly this. The Holy Spirit will guide you. Jesus will speak in your ear and he'll say, do exactly this. Our job is to listen, understand, obey, and do. The God of details. And when we come out from the dipping, when we come out from the cleansing, when we come out from the captivity, we are a brand new. As they say in salvation, when we are receiving Christ and he's our Lord and Savior. We are born anew. And so you're free from that captivity. You're a new person to experience something new in your destiny. So what is it in your life that you need to have God give you details in? You have an opportunity to pray and ask God, send me that slave girl. Give me the connection that will link me to Elisha. Give me the connection that will link me to you. Give me the connection that will link me to the word that you have exactly for me. At the end of it all, Elisha didn't just tell him what to do. He gave instructions and waited. There's a reason Elisha waited. Because when Naaman saw the glory of God... All he could do was turn back and go back to Elisha to give thanks. And that's a vital lesson for us. We must give thanks to God after he has shown his glory upon our lives. Sometimes the way out is so difficult in such a hard road that goes through pain and suffering and a lot of um, losing of hope and it requires motivation and encouragement. And then when we're out of that issue, we're so relieved and so happy and return to our inward selves and our iniquities and just focus on the fact that we are free. And yet we don't acknowledge that God set us free. So make an effort to turn back and think, I must give thanks to the Lord my God who delivered me. The God of details. The God that saves. The God that clears the path. The God that sent destiny helpers my way. The God that gave me instructions. The God that set me free. That's who you need to think about and thank. We take very little time to think about God. We must make time to think of him and thank him because he gives us details on what to do. And so we must be detailed ourselves as humanity to think and thank God. Heavenly Father, I just come before you this Friday thankful for the verse that you have given us today. This is a vital scripture that I think applies to everyone, including me, O God. That we are in circumstances in our life that we may have lost hope or we've lost hope or we're so discouraged and we don't know what to do. 
But Lord God, what is sure is we can truly depend on you. We can rely on you, not on man, but just you. For what you can do, the impossible becomes possible. Nothing is too big for you. Nothing is too great for you. And so, Father God, I ask you to bless us all, those who are in this platform listening to this devotion. Bless us with the right connections supernaturally so that we might connect and we may connect to those who we need to link up with in order for our destinies to be fulfilled. I pray that those you've sent our way, those you've put in our paths that lead to your glory, will receive the instructions from you as well. And when the point comes that we need to receive the instructions to you, Lord, we open our hearts to receive your word. We open our hearts to receive the voice of the Holy Spirit that will give us exact details of what to do. And Father God, when the victory is nigh, when the victory manifests, O God, we'll not only just be happy, but we'll take a step back to think of all the goodness you have done and thank you. O Lord, be magnified. We ask all this trusting and believing in the name of Jesus and the office that he serves. Amen.